0: And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of new. Uh, bleh, 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 bleh. See, I messed that up because I was already thinking of adding a new thing on top of that. I was going to be like, hey, welcome to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. It's episode 117, Matt, but my brain was already going, don't put too many things at me at once. So that's the problem. <laughs> he, you fucked it up. I fucked it up. See, that's the problem. I deviate. I deviate from what we've set up, I deviate from the pattern, and it all all (laughs) goes to hell. Let that be a lesson to all of you out there, kids. Never try anything new or different. Yeah. (laughs) Trying is the first step towards failing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, how, uh, how was your week, Matt?
1: It's been pretty good. It's been pretty busy. Yesterday I was kind of taken out of it because I had, like, a migraine, so I was, like, behind on everything. So, like, late last night, and like this morning i've been like rushing around doing reviews and getting some work done and everything
0: right yeah my uh my week's been uh uneventful just kind of hanging out trying to catch up on videos there have been so many comics for like the last two weeks in a row it's been Mm. ridiculous i know right i have other projects i want to do people have said hey are you going to do your solicitation show again uh maybe if i ever <laughs> if it ever lets up it's yeah. like hey, are you ever going to do more of that like super villain show you're working on yeah if anything ever lets up yeah if i catch up on everything like yeah there's so many like
1: new topic videos i want to do but like i can't because i've got just this mass amounts of like
0: comics building up Oh yeah, it's uh, its ridiculous. That's our first world comic book YouTuber problem <laughs> segment. For I have this too week, much ever. content. <laughs> yeah, I have too much content. I—I I never want for anything. I just <laughs> do. I—I always have something to work on. That is the blessing and the curse of making videos the way we do. Because I know a lot of people we work with who are more kind of like video essay based. Who are kind of more like you know uh, trying to ride the waves of what's popular and what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Not us, though. You and I keep doing the same unpopular content (laughs) week in, week out, and we're consistent, damn it. (laughs) But yes, lots uh, lots of big stuff to talk about this week. Big event books, big new series starting up, but uh, beyond that, we actually do have a fair amount of news to get through this week. We do. There's been quite a bit. A lot of weird news this week too I could not have I could not have thought it would end like this when it started yeah, yeah very weird news very very so without further ado let's just hop right on into it our first news story this week the x-Men dark Phoenix trailer dropped finally after felt like uh what is it? after what felt like years worth of this movie getting pushed back we finally got to see some footage on it
1: yeah and it looks like it's just yeah. I don't know what to say about it. It looks like X-Men 3.
0: Yeah, it looks like the last stand all over again, which was what I was afraid of. It looks exactly like I thought it was going to be. We got more Mystique sleepwalking through the role... We got more. The movie basically breaks down to, you know, the battle between Xavier and Magneto. Magneto's like, I think we should do it this way. And Xavier's like, oh, I don't think you should. And let's shake our fists at each other.
1: Yeah, the, the, as I said, with the movie because it's just all, it's always the same goddamn story with those characters that, like, Charles says, the, you know, despite in the last movie Magneto killing possibly billions of people. Uh, Oh no, he's still good. He's still good. We can still, he's still good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. we can help him.
0: Also, let's forget the fact too that it's been 30 years since First Class and, you know, Eric and Xavier look exactly the same.
1: This is in 1992? I think think, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a couple of years before the first X-Men film. Now compare Michael Fassbender with Ian McKellen in that film, which was in 2000, (laughs) I think.
0: First Class was so good because it was a period piece. (laughs) They really should not have kept making them period pieces. I know. I know they're just like oh people seem to really like that this was like a 60s
1: period piece well let's Mm. make it like a a 70s and then an 80s and then a 90s because that's what people want isn't it they just want period pieces no
0: apparently so yeah man those x-men movies they get on an idea and then they just never let it go another bad idea that keeps being the thing hey let's pick an actor who's like the most on the biggest upswing in hollywood right now and let's make the movie all about them even if it makes no sense
1: yeah yeah again like what they've done with mystique is why
0: why it's it's almost insanity and again i like the first two i like days of future Past. i like first class and here's another big problem too it's okay so this is the sequel no one asked for dark phoenix to apocalypse that was already bad that already proved that this series was completely and utterly out of gas and how are you planning to save it we're doing dark phoenix again does any of this matter no because disney has the rights now
1: yeah none this movie doesn't matter and i i i'd applaud them if like at the end of this movie they just go well you know fuck it we'll just like destroy the universe with like the we'll phoenix kill and, everybody. That, that, like that'd be pretty cool that'd be something at least risky and different
0: it would be i don't think they're gonna do that no. it's just it's such the damnedest thing too where it's like okay so i'm expected to care about gene and the young x-men now yes then why did they maybe only have 15 minutes of screen time and most of it was done in reshoots in apocalypse stop asking questions
1: <laughs> and then this movie has done has had like sh- did they have two loads reshoots or something something ridiculous like that yeah
0: possibly more moving into the future
1: yeah yeah well that'll come into
0: our next bit of news (laughs) but yeah it's just so goddamn weird also and i'll continue to harp on this because people hurt my feelings about it the first time around when i said man you know these uh, why, why did they go back to stupid black armor that's so dumb for the x-men and they're like no no joel look here in uh, usa today or the new york times or whatever the fuck it was look they have brand new uh, original costumes tailored to themselves in the last five minutes of the movie and you never yeah. get to see them again
1: and then they they scrapped them and used the grant morrison ones which i don't like i preferred those other ones those other ones actually had some character to them
0: They did. You know, there's definitely something to be said, like, do you want the X-Men to be like a unit where they all wear costumes that match, or do you want them to be more individuals within it? And that's like an age-old battle right there between X-Men fans. You're right to mention the Morrison thing. He was the guy who's like, oh, well, they should all look the same. They should all look uniform, shouldn't they? Because they are uniforms. Yeah. But yeah, I I agree. I like the costumes from the end of Apocalypse more than I like this one. Which begs the question: Where the fuck did those costumes go? They only had five minutes of screen time. Yeah, and, and
1: they may made costumes because right? there's behind the scenes. They're not like some CGI amalgamation or anything. They're actual costumes. So like, are they gonna have them at the start of this movie and they all gonna get destroyed or something? And then decide <laughs> like to not, and then decide to not make them again. <laughs>
0: I feel so bad for the costume and prop person who probably worked really long sleepless nights to make those.
1: Yeah, like, looked at the comics and got all, like, each individual character's comic look pretty accurate and... No, no, we're not going to use them in the next movie.
0: Then again, is that not kind of the sad, true story of the X-Men movies in general when it comes to costume? Hey, look, Wolverine has a costume in this box. Cut it from the movie. Hey, look, everyone. They got (laughs) costumes that kind of look like the comics. Get rid of them. Never show them again.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) It's kind of the sad, true thing. Oh, uh, Magneto. Hey, here's Magneto's actual red costume, like from the comics. Are we going to see that? No. (laughs) No. in fact his helmet will look worse in between movies for some reason yeah that that's
1: another strange thing is they yeah i have no idea what they're doing with magneto's costume because it changes throughout the like the the first i liked his first costume in um yeah uh like the original one with ian mckellen i I really like that That one with like the cape and everything and then yeah they just got get rid of it yeah
0: Here's another funny one people brought up. Hey, the young X-Men were cool. We finally got Jubilee that looked like Jubilee from the comics. Where's where's Jubilee in the 90s one? She was big in the net. Where's Jubilee? Oh, she's gone now, seriously. Yeah. Oh,
1: she's probably dead.
0: Probably dead because we kill everyone off camera. Also, hey, re- remember when you said Psylocke was going to be really big and really important and Psylocke actually survived the end of Apocalypse and ran away? But where's... But where's Psylocke? Oh, Psylocke's gone now. You forgot about Psylocke. Yeah,
1: did, did also didn't what's his name survive as well? Uh, Angel. Like, where's he? Oh, he he's like a like an original X Men. <laughs> that should
0: that should really be the subtitle of this. It shouldn't be X Men Dark Phoenix. It should be X Men. We don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And again, to you know, as to mention it before, we drew a lot of comparisons, saying, "Man, this looks a lot like Last Stand." But it looks way too much like Last Stand. like literally, Way too much. <laughs> wh- like, you would think, okay, you're doing the Dark Phoenix story again. All right, so are you going to make it more loyal to the comics now? No. no. You're not even going to try. No. You're not going to bring back the Hellfire Club. You're not going to bring back Mesmero. You're not going to bring back any – no, you're just, you're just going to literally steal whole swaps of scenes <laughs> from the other one. Holy yeah. shit, you got – you guys are asleep at the wheel and you reshot the whole movie a couple times. Yeah,
1: yeah, you you had multiple cracks at this. And you mm-hmm. still didn't. Also, I, I we got to look at um uh the the island Magneto has Genosha. And, mm. and and it looks just like a hippie commune.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, he, God is a damn it. Hip, he is a he is a hippie at heart, is he not? <laughs> hey man, come to Genosha. There's free love for everybody, man. <laughs> A free magnetic love. That's what he calls it. (laughs) Uh just just so much of Dark Phoenix is like, why why should I care? You've given me no reason to care. In fact the only the only real selling point And I think this really should go and tell you how little they actually give a fuck that the biggest selling point they could have for Dark Phoenix is like, it's the last one, the final installment, the lastest last one, come see how it all ends in this last, last one. It'll be over after this.
1: Yeah, it'll be over and good ones will be made.
0: Yeah, when your biggest selling point is we're done after this, that's not a good selling point.
1: Yeah, uh seriously yeah they just keep bungling everything about this like no one gives a shit about this film now because especially because of the fox deal, but also like as you've
0: been saying how are we meant to give a fuck about these characters you've given us no reason to care about and again too apocalypse was bad apocalypse wasn't even a good one yeah like again too even the fact where they say like oh it's the end of the fox era of x-men Guys, you've technically ended it twice before. Last Stand was an ending. Logan was a good ending. Wasn't yeah, should... right <laughs> yeah, you could have ended it right there. Yeah, you could have ended it right there. and We would have been like, good job, guys. So this is technically the third time you've tried to end it now, so you can't even say that it's <laughs> the ending. <laughs> but that wasn't even the funniest part. The fu- the final insult and this one just made me feel bad for people who actually were excited for the movie and for the people who were like, "Well, let's just wait and see, guys. You don't know until you're in the theater. It could be great." Trailer comes out, we get our release date, then a couple days later, not yeah, even that, a day
1: later. Hey,
0: a day a day, okay, it was a day. I didn't find out about it, but a whole day later, yeah, hey guys, Dark Phoenix uh, pushed back to June next year. <laughs> which means we lied about the date in this trailer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck? So so they would have to have been having like talks, like when, when the trailer was getting ready to be put out, like talks about, oh, do we push it back? And like no one once said like, hey guys, we've got a trailer coming out. Do we want to just hold it off for a day, change that little title card at the end, then push it out with the new release date, like make it a big thing?
0: No, no, nah, no. Nah. And it gets gets even worse because there was that footage we saw of one of the actors being like, oh, and when's Dark Phoenix coming out? I don't don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So the actors don't even know when the movie is coming out. And again, I think they're trying to play chess on this one. Fox, they're like, okay, you know, this is our last one we get to put out. Let's try and make as much money as we can for the people involved on this one. Let's make our cuts nice and big and juicy. Oh, oh, we got to pick the right time to put it out. Guys, I'm sorry. There is no right time to put out Dark (laughs) Phoenix.
1: Yeah, isn't, like, like like May, June, July, that, that, that'll that be, next year, that'll be, like, Avengers 4. Yep. Yeah, so,
0: they're fucked. <laughs> it's, again, there's no good time to put this. I'm really expecting, again, as next year, as June uh, of 2019 approaches, they're going to be like, yeah, X-Men Dark Phoenix coming uh, to a streaming box near you. <laughs>
1: That's the next thing I, I'm waiting for. They're, they're like, okay, we're not going to release it, we'll release it on netflix or it'll be it'll be like the last thing to go on whatever they have
0: yeah that's really that's really what i think hey you want to see x-men dark phoenix go to uh go to the backseat of brian singer's car he's just selling (laughs) dvds out the boot of his car (laughs) yeah maybe maybe you shouldn't go to Brian Singer's (laughs) car no he said he says he has dark phoenix dvds but i so he's a tricky one that brian singer i don't believe him why am i in hawaii now
1: (laughs) where are my pants
0: that's that's inside baseball everyone you gotta you gotta research that one that's (laughs) that's another thing i'm surprised hasn't been brought up with his involvement and everything like hey wait a minute well he to eat he
1: he he technically wasn't involved with this so that that guy simon kingberg um directing it but like i i'm sure he probably did direct some of it
0: that's the thing is that's the thing too it's been the movie's apparently been reshot so many times at this point it's like well what version of the movie are we even gonna <laughs> yeah. see who's point?
1: the director of this version oh is that guy oh okay then who do we put at who the knows? end we just put alan smithy
0: there you go good old alan smithy he's got a great imdb page alan <laughs> smithy but yeah x-men dark phoenix if i were to sum up my feelings in one you know one sound effect yeah
1: yeah
0: bit of a fart yeah it's a bit of a fart but guess what fox wasn't done this week (laughs) no it wasn't (laughs) fox was busy with news they're like uh okay so x-men dark phoenix the majority of you weren't feeling it but uh what if this december we had a brand new pg-13 deadpool movie to which the internet's like well we like deadpool but we know you didn't (laughs) film another secret movie so what the fuck are you talking about
1: yeah no so do you know what this actually is
0: re-edited version of deadpool too
1: yes it's a re-edited version and apparently like it's all based around like deadpool telling it to fred savage like as a sto- as a bedtime story apparently that got shot when they were shooting the film and so i imagine this was intended to happen um right and yeah it's going to be all edited down to be pg-13 how are you going to make it a fucking coherent story making it pe- the story is about deadpool trying to kill himself
0: <laughs> in the first little bit again is this is this someone who's a real big fan of like Yu-Gi-Oh abridged and dragon ball z abridged it's like okay let's take our deadpool movie as we have it and let's just abridge the shit out of it and sell it again
1: <laughs> yeah like like what who who is this for what market is this for
0: Again, this feels like we need to make a little bit more money off the stuff we actually own before they take it away from us. It, sa- it
1: sounds like a, I know people people already think that um it, it it's Disney meddling and making a PG-13 which is just Deadpool. not true. It's not true at all.
0: <laughs> Again, they don't technically own full rights until next year.
1: No, they no until like this time next year, I think.
0: Yeah, ink is still drying, but goddamn, that is just I have never heard of anything like this before. No. We're gonna re-edit our movie and put it out and try and make people think it's a brand new movie.
1: I'm I, I'm obviously not gonna go to the cinemas and see it, but like when it comes out no. like on DVD or something, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it and just like see what kind of a train wreck it is.
0: Do we have to re-riff this? Does this mean that we can just take our commentary for Deadpool 2 and just mess it around <laughs> Edit a it bit. down and <laughs> we'll make a PG-13 commentary. And just make it sound like it. A... No, see, that actually sounds like more work because I would have to go in and edit everything we <laughs> yeah. said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Like, it's not even fucking worth it. You're like, okay, we can't have that because they didn't make that joke. We can't have that. Right. Oh, God, it just sounds like a convoluted mess, just like
0: the film. We'll have to call it the Christmas shill edition and we'll have to charge people a dollar if they want to listen to it. (laughs) But you know what? That's not even the craziest piece of news Fox had this week. They actually saved the best for last. And when I heard this one, I'm like, okay, you guys are just fucking with us now. There's no way you're actually going to do these things. Gambit is apparently still slated. We're going to get it in 2020 and it's going to be a romantic action comedy. I
1: love how like... Like, every now and then you hear something about this film. First, it's, like, getting cancelled. Then, like, the director leaves. Then Channing Tatum's like, oh, I don't think we're making one. And then, like, he's been cast as Gambit since, I think, like, late 2014, early 2015. Yes. So, it's been mentioned uh, so not, you know, just, like, the last couple of months or anything. This has been going on since then. No Gambit's one fucking
0: wants it. No, and again, too, it's not going to matter because it's not going to lead anything. Yeah. Because...
1: If, if anything, they should just be like, okay, we know no one wants it, we'll just make it like a fun action comedy, and we'll base it off that Mr. and Mrs. X story. That's yeah, which is a fun story. Yeah, make it like a buddy cop sort of thing, between Rogue and Gambit. Which, again, too,
0: it's just like, A, who wants it, B, who's writing and directing it see have you filmed anything on this yet you're already saying it's coming out in 2020
1: yeah well they they need they need to because he was part of that cast photo that that no one else is a part of now so he's like the only one there that doesn't have a film (laughs)
0: who's who's directing it well my brother rick uh shoots some amateur porn on the side (laughs) and he says he's gonna come in for the weekend and really shoot this gambit movie well i'll do it for free Yeah, but well, hey, we said before, we pitched a Gambit movie, we had a whole pitch at Sex where we said we would make it Ocean's Eleven, but with mutants, and it would be funny, and we'd have a whole fight scene in a casino, because there's a bunch of cards that Gambit could grab, and he could card it around. <laughs> and you'd have the Assassin's Guild be the villains and everything, and it'd be like Romeo and Juliet, and East Side Story, and we'd film in New Orleans, because you could save a lot of money filming in New Orleans, because that's what everyone does anyway. <laughs> that's what i want to hear where it's like yeah we're filming a gambit movie where are you filming it nantucket why not new orleans
1: (laughs) yeah some like really random. iowa
0: (laughs) nah man new orleans was too expensive but that's okay we got all this blue screen technology you won't even be able to tell the difference (laughs) again i I would really really love to talk to Channing tatum and be like okay man what's what's the word on this he's like i don't know man they just said they'll drive me to set when they're ready i've been waiting for five years
1: (laughs) uh maybe 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 it's like going so long because he can't get a hold of like uh gambit's um accent, accent. And, and it's been accent. it's been like five six years for him like going to coaches and it's like this guy just can't get it do we, we just recast like no no if we do he'll sue us and all this stuff. <laughs> we can't do it we can't do it <laughs>
0: Always me, a gambler to tease guild. Oh look at me. It's like, again, you sound like Bobby Boucher, you sound like Adam Sandler in The Water <laughs> Boy. Oh no, I love the I love the kinetic cards. Look at me. Again, we can we will be laughed out of Hollywood. We cannot make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> i ho- i hope that's why i really hope that's why and that the movie comes out and he he sounds like he does in uh in 22 jump scene my name is jeff i hope <laughs> yeah, he's just I was that. just
1: thinking yeah my name is remy
0: my name is remy i hope it's literally just him adding <laughs> for two hours <laughs> hope they were all super embarrassed and i hope that's why they pushed it to 2020 it's like he's gonna get this accent in 2020 we we've moved him to new orleans to the french court he's gonna be living there every day listening to people to really get it down oh <laughs> uh, what a shit show
1: the, uh, what are they going to announce next like what like, can they, they announce, announce solo toad next? film or something yeah.
0: <laughs> just out of the blue hey hey man uh, if that means
1: ray park can come back as toad i'd be okay with that
0: (laughs) oh man when i was in keystone comic con because it was their first year and no one really showed up and it was really small i accidentally stumbled onto ray park's like an evening with ray park thing and they gave him the big like movie theater style amphitheater oh nice that was huge but again Almost no one showed up, so there was just ten people in the front uh-huh. all huddled around Ray Park, and I was just standing there. I'm like, hey, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Hey, look, it's Darth Maul.
1: Yeah, he's coming to a Comic-Con in November here, so I'm, I'm definitely going to go get Sonic signed from him.
0: Nice, nice. He, he seemed like a super nice dude, and he did not seem perturbed at all that there was just ten people. I'm sure he said, look, you know, if there's ten people. How about everyone just, just come just come closer yeah. to me so I don't have to yell? <laughs> You know what, on second thought, fuck it, I'm going to get in the stands with you guys. How about that? <laughs> That's what I would do if I had a panel and a few people showed up. I'd be like, you know fuck it, I'm, I'm going to get in there with you. It feels weird. Yeah. I'd be cool, I'd grab the chair and I'd turn it around and I'd sit in it like a cool
1: guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey gang, let's rap for a minute about my time as Darth Maul and many other things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ray Park, I'm your buddy, I'm your cool, cool speaker, Ray Park. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the Fox situation, and it can really only be called a situation. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll hear more about it in twenty twenty, which again, I'm sure the first like Disney X Men movie will be ready to go by twenty twenty. We'll get the first trailer for that to drop before Gambit even comes out. <laughs> uh, and next up, we have Avengers vs. X Men in Avengers five, and also <laughs> Dark Phoenix is finally getting released in the year twenty twenty five directly to holograms or to whatever the fuck it comes out next <laughs> i'm really expecting at this point to be like oh sorry dark phoenix will not be released now why ah there was a fire
1: <laughs> yeah there was uh you know fire drill we lost all the footage <laughs>
0: the the dog ate it what the dog yeah the dog ate all our <laughs> yeah, digital yeah, footage the fox dog ate it <laughs> the fox dog the fox office dog just came and ate all our footage guys is this the adult version of the dog ate my homework yes yes it is <laughs> did, did you guys not prepare do you have nothing to show the class no we we really don't have anything to show the class we're sorry <laughs> But yeah, what a what a freaking shit show. And speaking of shit shows, we're not even done yet. This this week was filled with embarrassing news, unfortunately for everybody. Yeah. But uh, Batman damned number one, the now infamous Dick issue will not be reprinted, and issues two and three are now being delayed. Oh
1: god! All for for Batwang.
0: All for Batdong, which again makes me wonder. I'm like they never came out and said it but i'm like are you are, are you delaying those issues because you need to go back and you need to alter the dongs you need to dark yeah, out there's the dongs? probably
1: more dongs
0: the answer is yes and they're like oh god you, you you thought issue one had a lot of dongs issue two and three it's just wall-to-wall dongs yeah. also i found out um
1: thanks to sean gordon murphy talking about uh batman white knight and its release apparently black label like it's not gonna have like you know how we thought it was gonna be mm. like like mature and like so yeah. stuff like this should have been an layer. apparently not apparently like the f- like the first edition of um his uh black label uh, white knight is pg-13 and has been censored really? and everything yeah
0: <laughs> really that's yeah. odd because again we we theorized last week because they were reprinting yeah. white knight in there i'm like oh well i bet they're gonna have harley with her boobs out because there's a scene where she was very clearly going yeah. be topless and then that'll be the crazy double standard of penises are bad boobies are fine yeah
1: yeah but apparently yeah they've they've like censored it for whatever I reason guess,
0: <laughs> i guess they're towing the line i guess black label isn't nearly as mature as you thought it was everybody yeah what an embarrassment for your first at bat! Yeah, we're gonna be pushing boundaries. Now we're gonna be having you. Which again, that's not to say you can't have serious subject matter while also not showing nudity. But even still, it really, it really is an embarrassing thing to happen in your first one out of the gate. We're talking, oh, we're gonna go back and censor ourselves now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's so strange.
0: It just it just doesn't look right. It's like, oh, so I guess you're not as boundary pushing as you said you are. Yeah, yeah, and you... that. And that there was zero fighting from anyone to, like, I I really did expect Azarello, because he's a cantankerous crank, I really did expect him to pipe up and be like, I will throw myself on the sword for Batman's dick, Batman's dick or death.
1: (laughs) How did it get all this way before someone, like, decided to do, like, was this, is this just like, was this just like a, like a, a a marketing thing to, like, drum up hype for the, you didn't really drum up hype, you kind of, like, soured it, but, um. Anti-hype. Yeah, but it's just so strange that it, it went through, like, obviously, like, artists, writers, editors, printers, colorists, all that sort of stuff. And then someone noticed, like, once the book was out, hey, there's this bat dong.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it really is weird. It's like, was one hand not watching what the other one was doing on the book? Yeah, like, it's so strange. Uh, I'm disappointed. And again, I think I mentioned this last week that I got the digital version and not the print version which is now selling on ebay for like 45 bucks
1: i i that came out the weekend i went to comic-con so i'm like oh great comic-con i'll be able to fucking get one right there because they usually have like the stores with all the new comics out that week not a single store had one and they and like i asked around they're like nah, nah, we didn't bring any we didn't think anyone would want to buy it or anything (laughs) and i'm like oh fuck off i would have bought them all
0: (laughs) they became a hot commodity overnight i really wish i bought some yeah got god damn it joel needs to upgrade his cell phone he needs a new one he's gonna pay for it with bat dogs <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do but yeah what a what a shame what a shame all about that sorry black label and and again as i mentioned too last week i just thought batman damned was okay as a story yeah, goes I, I,
1: I liked it i liked it i thought it was pretty cool yeah, it, yeah yeah but it, this whole thing is so strange
0: very But hey, again, you mentioned Sean Gordon Murphy. You know what will be coming to Black Label, and what I'm sure you and I will both definitely like, the long-awaited sequel to Batman White Knight. It's called Batman Curse of the White Knight. Yeah, and it's got Azrael in it. Azrael's going to be in it, which is interesting because I'm like, yeah, you know, you called the first one Batman White Knight, but no one really called themselves the White Knight? joker said he was being the white knight of gotham but it's not like anyone took that name personally so to call the sequel the curse of white knight i thought was funny
1: yeah i i'm interested to see what this is going to be about i wonder if it's like because like in the first book the white knight kind of alluded to like harley quinn um yes
0: that too because she did a lot of bad stuff but for greater good and ended up being the pure hero of it all so
1: i wonder if like that bad
0: stuff comes back to bite her in the ass and that bad stuff is related to azrael Possibly. They do say dark secrets of the Wayne family will be revealed, which, of course, as you found out from reading White Knight One, oh, oh, the Wayne Foundation, the whole, like, Wayne Industries thing is built on Nazi science.
1: Yeah, uh, defected Nazi scientists. <laughs> Ooh. That,
0: that's going to be a little fucked up when people learn about that.
1: Yeah, so, oh, yeah, I wonder if, like, they're, they're going to change, like, Azrael, where he's, like... Like hears that and comes after Bruce because of what his father did, or something like that. Very possible.
0: Very possible. It's it's interesting. Uh, Murphy, when he said on Twitter, there, he's like, I can't give away much from it he said it was going to be less political which made me a little upset i'm like oh but white knight was so good because it was so timely and so awesome and so political maybe he's just saying that though maybe he thinks it's yeah. less political but it's actually not
1: yeah I uh, yeah i'm very interested to see what's going to happen in this and i'm also interested to see what other cool car designs he incorporates into this
0: yeah Lots of cool designs in general, new costumes, yeah. new vehicles. His Asriel—it's funny—probably looks like the last redesign because yeah. he looks like old Asriel. But it's, it's funny. It's like, no, that 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 design was good enough as it was. It didn't need anything new. It
1: does. It, it really does. It really kind of fits into his universe.
0: It really does. He fits it very well. And I never thought I'd be so super stoked for Asriel and anything <laughs> but go you know, fucking Asriel in the White Knight universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which is kind of a again it'll be interesting too because if you'll recall batman quit being batman at the end of white knight spoilers
1: yeah so like is Ezreal coming to like stop him but also like take that place of of batman you would think like though like oh well maybe nightwing might take that place
0: right is this the thing that maybe gets batman off his ass where it's like yeah i quit being batman and now this way more uh what is it militant shitty batman took my place
1: yeah yeah that'll be interesting
0: Maybe the city actually does need me to do what I do to keep even the worst ones away. Mm. But, uh, yeah, hey, so from a story we're totally stoked about to something that Matt and I get to dance around and say we were right about, uh, the Monitor has been cast for the DCCW <laughs> crossover this year.
1: Yeah, uh, the crossover which is titled Elseworlds. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. we called this like a long time ago. And we were just like shit-talking it as well, like, oh, what if they did the Monitor? <laughs>
0: Heck, I think we called it even more recently where we're like, man, you know, when they get the monitor in there, you know shit will finally have gone crazier. You'll know they'll finally have truly uh, done one up on the movies. Then literally the next week, oh, yeah, and the monitor has been cast.
1: God damn, I cannot wait for this crossover. This is this crossover has got everything in it
0: it really does hey we got bat people for the first time we got gotham we got lois lane we got the monitor we might have mr freeze even and i'm like i love all of those things
1: yeah this god damn this is gonna be so good and as well as like i'm kind of worried as well because like a lot of those things seem to be like oh well they're like sort of building this up for the the batwoman tv show so i'm mm-hmm. hoping that it doesn't like all these episodes together don't become like like a backdoor pilot for for um, yeah. like too much of a backdoor pilot for batwoman
0: right which was kind of the best part about the last one they did the uh earth x uh, evil nazi universe there they weren't really trying to backdoor anything if anything they were finishing up storylines that the other series had started
1: yeah and they, they, they kind of like sort of tied it in with that animated shorts that no one saw uh that based no saw. based on the ray um but yeah that they didn't really tie it in all that much it wasn't no. you need to watch this to understand it
0: but it helps yeah but yeah i'm definitely excited for that i guess i guess those are starting back soon right south park started up this week saturday night live started back up this week i guess all these shows will come back very soon
1: like the next
0: two weeks or something right okay so what do we got we got flash definitely we got Legends, we got Supergirl, we got Arrow, which you and I don't watch. Although you yeah. do more than me, you watch it in the background. I, I
1: you know, well, I, like last season, I didn't like. I think I watched like one episode, uh, which I think was the tie-in. Um, but yeah, like this season, I, I might watch mainly because it it seems to be an interesting premise, and I think they they're going a little bit more, um, what's the word not tongue in cheek, but less serious.
0: That's good. Like,
1: a bit more comic booky, I guess.
0: That's funny. It, it's so funny, you know, the first season, or the first episode back there for, like, the first several episodes, he's going to be in jail, which is yeah. funny, because Flash was in jail for a couple episodes in his show, and uh, they're bringing back Cody Rhodes as uh, Derek Sampson, and I look on TV right now, I have New Japan World on, and he's actually on TV right now, Cody <laughs> Rhodes. His match is about to start. So, if anything, I'm just going to watch that to see if there's any, like, Bullet Club New Japan connection. <laughs> <laughs> Did, again i know you don't watch wrestling matt but you should check out uh steven amell's match he had at all in like he actually did really fucking good
1: i did see like some like highlights of it on uh twitter yeah it, yeah it, I, I like that he's like involved in that sort of stuff
0: the, and it's that cool. he does super and that he does super dangerous life-threatening yeah. shit that a guy as rich as him and as famous as him really doesn't have to do but he really wanted to win the respect of these guys yeah <laughs> So I was like, I'm going to half kill myself. It's okay. I'm going to cripple myself. Yeah. I would go coast to coast. I'm going to jump through tables. I just imagined there was like, you know, uh, lawyers from the CW and like producers sitting at home watching that. They're like, don't hurt yourself. We need to go back and film. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? You're our golden goose, you son of a bitch. Well, that's
1: the good thing about his green arrow. He wears a hood so they can just put a stunt double in.
0: (laughs) There you go. Oh, yeah. It's someone different. they can't do that with flash now because they removed the chin strap (laughs) they did remove the chin strap i know there's a lot of talk going on there where it's like oh i know the costume it could be a little better looking Mm. it could
1: be that the helmet looks so goddamn weird
0: it looks puffy doesn't it yeah
1: yeah yeah the top of the head looks like like it's really large
0: (laughs) i'm hoping it's one of those things where it's like it it looks better on camera it looks better when he's Mm. running maybe yeah i guess we'll find out i know we talked last week too they got a new villain actually for uh flash that i'm actually kind of interested in
1: yeah uh who was it again that cult guy
0: uh Sequida. Yeah, i've only Cicada, ever seen the yeah. name re- yeah that's that's the fucked up thing about being a comic fan sometimes where it's like well this is my pronunciation but i've never said it out loud and i only ever <laughs> see it written
1: it's the old symbiote symbiote <laughs>
0: It's that. It's Morlun, Morlun. I've gotten into so many fights over that. That Spider Man villain. Is it Morlun? Is it Morlun? I think someone actually wrote the creator and go, okay, how do you pronounce it? You wrote it. <laughs> Settle this one for all of us. How the fuck do you pronounce that? <laughs> that happens a lot. But uh, yeah, I suppose with that out of the way we can actually talk about what we'd read this week it was a big week and perhaps one of the biggest books we read this week matt was heroes in crisis yes
1: yeah yeah kind of wish it didn't
0: Uh, a series all about mental illness and you know getting treatment and overcoming uh issues which you know is a very very important piece of subject matter especially for the world we live in today and it's because of that matt i actually want to tell you that we've actually partnered the entire comic multiverse and cape joel channel (laughs) have uh partnered with a group that's actually hoping to get people a little uh uh, psychiatric help out there they're called better help have you heard of them matt i haven't no that's pretty cool though Yes, it's professional, it's affordable, it's completely confidential. You head on over to their website and you can actually get connected to psychiatrists if you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with anxiety, if you just want to talk even. They're not a crisis line and uh, their rates are very, very affordable. Of course, anyone who's ever tried looking into psychiatric help will tell you that's one of the biggest hurdles. Not everyone can afford $300 for an hour-long session.
1: Yeah, that's quite expensive.
0: Yeah, you, you can get this on your computer. You can get this on your phone. There's an app. There'll be a link down in the description. Check those out. I was really glad I could work this together for this uh, time for this episode because I know it's like, well, when, when are we going to get to talk about this? We yeah. might not get another chance to talk about it, so I should talk about it now. But yes, check out BetterHelp. There'll be a link down in the description. Uh yeah, that's uh that's just something I wanted to get out of the way. But with that, let's uh let's actually talk about the comic itself. What what did you yeah. think, Max?
1: I didn't think very highly of this comic actually.
0: I mean it has a lot of it's... the hallmarks of stuff we don't like about Tom King. <laughs> it's it's, War, it's
1: a Tom King book. <laughs>
0: it is and i don't think it was ever meant to be this big event no, thing i it think wasn't. it was supposed to be something much smaller and much more personal but they turned it into a big event murder mystery this,
1: this has uh, dan de fingerprints all over it and I, I said in my review you can't blame tom king for everything on this you can blame him for like the writing and everything because he did that but as well like they he had to shape it to fit a like a crisis event
0: yes to where again you mentioned Dan DiDio this the death list on this issue really did read yep. like Dan DiDio's own <laughs> yep. personal hit list and I fucking hate this kid from the Dan Jurgens Teen Titans run and I hate Citizen Steel and I hate this guy and I hate Wally and I hate Arsenal
1: <laughs> yeah all, all these characters that yeah Dan DiDio does not like or died Oh, all died, died quote-unquote they'll be coming back in the next couple of issues i guarantee you
0: this this is the thing whenever you have an issue where booster gold a time traveler and time meddler is around you'll always have that asterisk in the back of your head i bet they're not really dead
1: see i don't think i think that's too of an easy like out like we have a time travel. we'll just use him i think this is all something to do with psycho pirates mask and some type of right. mass illusion or something
0: right because like the robot butlers of sanctuary all wore masks that looked like psycho pirate but they never acknowledged that
1: yeah that's that that was that was what was really strange about it because yeah obviously batman superman wonder woman come uh when they learn that like all the heroes have been killed there and yeah batman doesn't mention hey psycho pirates mask where is it that's the most one of the most dangerous fucking things where the fuck is it it was used here where is it
0: (laughs) I mean, it was one of the most dangerous things when it let me see God that one time, but maybe that's not how it works anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we've just forgotten about that. Uh, I will say Clayman's art looked fucking gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I I said that in my review. it looks really great, but I feel that it's kind of wasted on this story
0: it's it's such a small personal talky story and yet you have these beautiful sweeping images the one that stands out to me is when it's superman standing in the cornfield and he's like half exposed up top and everything and there's there's a very clear breeze that's running through i i'm like god damn that's a beautiful image when nothing's really happening
1: (laughs) yeah i like that title card where you see like the the red streak Mm -hmm. of superman and the heroes in crisis in the field that was beautiful
0: yeah really really nice stuff uh booster gold and harley quinn also seem to be pretty large characters in this they're the only two surviving members so far of the sanctuary massacre and both both blame each other for the murders and we don't know who's right and who's wrong
1: yeah that really kind of confused me like why harley would just like outright attack because in all intents and purposes this is the harley who's kind of level-headed at the moment she's not crazy harley uh, Mm -hmm. with the joker so like why isn't she like coming to booster and like talking to him and just like you know saying like hey did you murder these people and booster's like oh, mm-hmm. so you murdered these people
0: and there there's the tom king mischaracterization right yeah. there booster gold even says oh it's harley quinn the super villain booster where the fuck have you been <laughs> yeah,
1: she's not been a super villain for ages <laughs>
0: she's the new she's a new pillar in the dc universe she has her own wacky comedy series and she's on the suicide squad which is really more anti-heroes than anything yeah she hasn't actually been a villain in a very long time <laughs> but again booster gold is written like a dumbass because if you read tom king's last bit with booster gold where he ruined everything and almost yeah. destroyed time and space for stupid reasons mm-hmm.
1: also booster can't time travel because he doesn't have skates
0: yes because that's also another thing because
1: skeets is working for bane
0: <laughs> again whenever i think about that that skeets is in bane's secret room under arkham and also flashpoint batman is there but is he really there or is it just an ow how it hurts <laughs> yeah i mean if nothing else this one did at least i think i liked it actually a little bit more than you because again I, I i love a good mystery setup but then again i remember this is tom king the guy who never explains anything yeah. so none of these are gonna have satisfying yeah, it, conclusions it's a
1: good setup like oh who killed these people it might have been these two it might have been someone else but i'm like and then i'm remembered like oh this we're not gonna get any resolution to all of this these heroes are going to be alive by the end of the series you know nothing's mm. gonna matter in the long stretch of things
0: tom king who again he's good at stuff i'm not gonna say he's bad at everything not good at writing mysteries
1: no he's good at setting them up but he can't finish them
0: oh he's excellent at setting them up but the payoffs are either too weird too obvious or just don't make any sense
1: yeah yeah it's so strange
0: this again this is also uh aping off uh what is it um identity crisis which is a book mm-hmm. a lot of people like i liked it too when it came out but upon you know revisiting it years later and going over it with a fine tooth comb it's like hey this mystery didn't make a yeah, 100 sense either it kind or, of
1: falls apart as well
0: yeah towards like is this really the one you want to be aping off of then you're reminded oh dan Didio loved uh what is it uh heroes I, in crisis or identity yeah. crisis
1: yeah yeah it's so i guess it's going to be interesting to see like the story play out in terms of like like what who killed all these people and everything and mm-hmm. one of the interesting things i pointed it out on twitter that there's a dead green lantern yes The there's there's how you find out how who the killer is they have a ring that records everything <laughs> would record the killer <laughs>
0: yeah like a cop's body cam and everything assuming tom king knows that and remembers that yeah
1: or that. or remembers that his, his uh there was a green lantern on the page which he probably yeah. won't. I'm
0: I am actually more interested in the supposed tie-ins we're going to be getting not every book is going to get one but there are ones that make sense like green arrow is going to be getting a tie into this which i guess will be really? ga dealing yeah which i guess will be green arrow dealing with roy's apparent death here
1: well that that kind of makes sense. I I I assumed you were talking about the two specials that got told, got got like shifted into like uh issues 8 and 9 of this. That's what I thought. Oh. I didn't I didn't know they're actually doing like actual tie-ins
0: for this. Oh, maybe it is the special. Maybe it did get uh put in there. I don't fucking know. I guess we'll have to yeah, find cause, out. Yeah,
1: cuz cuz originally this was what six or seven issues and then Something the, like then that. there That's was going to be, gonna be two specials and for some reason they thought those two specials should be uh actual issues wonderful so they probably won't actually tie it but they will be tie-ins but like have no actual effect on the actual story so yeah (laughs) cool
0: this thing so, so this thing that was blissfully short just got longer yeah
1: by two issues Yay, yay cool
0: i hope it's all worth it also too uh we read all those leaks a while back that supposedly gave away the end of this story so we might already know who the killer is this mm-hmm. early in
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. again i'm not going to respoil it here but let's just say those spoilers are out there of course that was long ago enough now that maybe they could course correct because some people were dead in this one that weren't mentioned elsewhere
1: yeah that's true that's true
0: so maybe they did actually try and course correct to throw people off. But then again, they might just be trying to throw you off. The ultimate solution might be the same. Yeah. Stacey's got a real bad habit of that too, changing their stories at the last second because rumors got out. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, what is it? Frickin Hawk from Hawk and Dove only became uh what is it? Uh, or he was supposed to be Monarch originally back when that was a thing, but they changed that around because people figured it out. Yeah. Quite famously. But uh, yeah, what else do we got going here? What else did you read this week, Matt? Uh,
1: I read Doomsday Clock issue seven.
0: As did I. Stuff actually happened (laughs) in this one. the story
1: actually begun. It took seven (laughs) issues, but it begun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, stuff's actually happening. They finally talked to Dr. Manhattan, which is what everyone's been trying to do. And unsurprisingly, he's super uninterested in what everyone has to say.
1: Yeah, he's like, no, fucking leave me alone. I don't care about your earth anymore
0: also his dick was out and no one got in trouble yeah
1: yeah no one got no one you know batted an eye about that
0: what a what a penis double standard we have in dc comics right now batman dick bad manhattan dick good
1: uh, yeah but um what i found really interesting is that they kind of detailed manhattan's i guess influence on the dc universe in that like one of the first things he did when he got there was kill alan scott <laughs>
0: yes which is like but why did you zero in on alan scott that's i mean i'm sure they're going to explain later why particularly he zeroed in on alan scott but yes the train crash where he's supposed to grab the lantern and get his power and everything he moved it just a couple inches yeah
1: i thought that was that was pretty cool i i kind of wish we got to see that though like we didn't get That'd to that it though. um but I... yeah
0: I guess the idea is is the butterfly effect and chaos theory and that if i just changed this one thing it would have a crazy ripple effect
1: yeah well like he goes on to explain how like hope dies like everyone who has hope like loses it like we see like um what's his name uh coleman carver carver coleman yeah like he had hope and he died and i'm wondering if like maybe with alan scott maybe that was like like because the lantern the was like the light that brought the hope into the dc universe because he's one of the first Mm -hmm. heroes and everything and killing him kind of like halted hope a little bit
0: right but shouldn't he have been a blue lantern then shouldn't that have been hope no no well like like i meant
1: like as like he's a hero he's one of the first heroes and so he he brought hope to the people because he's a hero of the jla and everything yeah
0: and that's why everything was darker and grittier in the new 52 and like that. The, the five years of Alan Scott, maybe that was the five <laughs> to ten years that was stolen. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that affected everything. I, I like, too, they kind of like, uh, they retell his origin and then they build more onto it. It's like, yeah, you know, a Green Lantern thing fell from the sky and a dude turned it into a, an actual like genie lamp and everything.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of like that um that little backstory about like yeah here the the meteor crashed and then and then he talks about like the three like the the lantern lights three times or something one death one light and one power or something and like kills kills the first owner brings life to like a mental patient where he gets his life back and then explodes with power and that's what caused johnny thunder to go insane or something
0: something like that they're they're definitely playing with the lore and everything and i I wonder will this eventually spin off into jeff john's jsa series the the, the
1: book that was about to begin with in like dc rebirth
0: (laughs) yeah the one that they've been promising forever i did think it was funny that when they finally do get a chance to talk to god they finally get a chance to talk to dr manhattan it's like okay dc characters leave only watchman characters can come and hear this
1: i kind of like that i kind of liked that they did that
0: I will admit, I did like Batman. It's like, I know you. I know who you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know you. Uh, I've been looking for you. And yeah, Manhattan's like, nope, you can't come.
0: You can't come, Batman. I'm sorry. You have to stay here with the Joker. (laughs) and joker who's just bemused by all of it he just doesn't give a shit yeah
1: he's kind of like what what's going on i kind of like it this is fun
0: yeah <laughs> this is fun it's pretty great him giving the comedian shit it's like you call yourself the comedian but you don't smile <laughs> this joker
1: is probably my favorite out of the jokers we've seen so far i i prefer this joker
0: <laughs> it's a fun joker i like uh what is it he does the oh my penis is a flamethrower yeah <laughs> <laughs> see even the joker can work blue sometimes
1: yeah also can, can we talk about how much like batman got his shit pushed in this issue boy did he ever like he got attacked by like a flamethrower wielding joker he he almost got his arm cut off by marionette yep and he almost time. got shot by by mime and it's
0: rough being batman they're really putting him through his paces in this one yeah i guess the big revelations of dr manhattan the first being uh what is it marionette is actually pregnant again she's going to uh, they conceived another child in this universe
1: yeah yeah we don't know who the child is but apparently they are very integral
0: importance yeah we don't wonder who it could be i wonder too this idea where it's like ooh because you parented or because you you know conceived the child here in the dc universe does that mean that child plays by dc universe rules yeah because mm. they definitely seem to be implying that the different worlds have different rules
1: yeah what well, kind of might even play into the the theory i had where like mime and marionette didn't have powers beforehand but when they came over they got metahuman powers hence why mime can like use like invisible guns and stuff
0: that's what i thought because we we see him get the invisible guns in his world but we never actually see him use them over there and i yeah. assume that was just a throwaway joke until it wasn't
1: yeah and then he, yeah he got them he's like oh cool
0: the uh, other big revelation uh big dick ozzy has never actually had brain cancer he's been <laughs> lying to everyone. yeah he's
1: been lying to reggie who he reveals as well that like like uh rorschach wasn't like his father's friend or like yeah anything if anything like rorschach ruined his father's life and mm-hmm. his parents marriage and everything yeah
0: which makes me like reggie more this idea that he's this idealistic fanboy who has this idea of all the heroes getting along and being friends yeah. like they are in the dc universe yeah. only to be horribly let down by it
1: yeah yeah and because of that it's, yeah, it makes him bitter and everything and and kind of cast off the hero uh, yep. mantle of rorschach
0: yeah he also uh sends a letter to lois lane which i can only assume is him sending the rorschach journals to her much yeah. like how the rorschach journals got sent to the press in the original watchman
1: yeah wouldn't it be like uh, yeah yeah i imagine that's what's going to happen and then they she's got to print them or something and
0: that's going to start all sorts of shit <laughs> oh i'm sure it will and the biggest finalist revelation is hey dr manhattan what the hell are you doing in the dc universe to which he says you know i left my world i thought i could live here amongst its people which would seem to imply that the universe already existed when he got here and that he didn't create it which kind of defeats what batman was trying to talk about the button and everything but yeah. whatever but yeah he's like i thought i could live here the only problem is i was uh, besedged by this horrible vision where i meet superman i meet him and then nothing yeah Blackness.
1: so so like do i destroy the universe or does superman kill me
0: yes either way i didn't want to see the outcome of that yeah he
1: even references superman earlier before where he's like i see like someone so full of hope lose that hope and be, yeah and like become something else or something so yeah that's gonna be interesting
0: it's an interesting premise, and I also wondered if that's kind of a meta-commentary on this crossover in general. Look, if Batman, or if, if Superman sees Dr. Manhattan, it's over. It's just done. It's just Everything is done after that.
1: Yeah. Did you get a lot of people in your reviews that kind of, like, blame you for thinking that, like... I got a lot of people blaming me for saying that Superman is going to kill Manhattan, even though it's in the comics. Like, people thought that, like, that's what I think is going to happen, even though it's happening, no. actually, in the comics. <laughs>
0: No, I didn't get that actually. But again, you know, you get you get the power scalers there. It's like no, 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 don't mess with my hierarchy. <laughs> but yeah, that's that. I, I like that idea that if uh, Superman sees Doctor Manhattan, either one dies or the entire universe has to die. Yeah they definitely they're definitely building that up to something quite cool i hope i hope the next issues equally have a lot of stuff going on in it i hope there's just not a lot of nothing until the I, next big one i,
1: I kind of think there's going to be a, like i think we're at that point now where like okay the ball's rolling now we can't stop the ball it's because we got like uh, like uh ozumon doing his plan with uh, Johnny Thunder and Saturn Girl, and yeah, yeah, we got like what's probably gonna be happening with Superman once he gets into the book, and Lois Lane. Uh, it's all all sort of beginning now.
0: Mm, yeah most definitely i i do like ozymandias's turn of fuck
1: you i'm evil again i was always evil <laughs> he's like fuck you i tried to do it the right way fuck this shit i'm gonna do it my way fucking giant squids
0: giant squids for everyone the last time it was one giant squid it's gonna be two giant squids this time uh oh I, I like his little cat actually was important to the plot too
1: yeah I, I like how they explained it as well it's like oh i cloned it from the the original the, the, the corpse that manhattan blew up so because of that it was to have some of manhattan's power i thought that was so pretty I could cool. Use it
0: as a tracking device
1: yeah that was all part of his plan i think <laughs>
0: yeah also too as we mentioned uh psycho pirates mask used to be important when he when he took the lantern and he put that together it was kind of a similar summoning moment there of like i summon you to me dr manhattan
1: yeah yeah but it worked worked much more better because obviously like the lantern is much more integral to manhattan because he like used it to basically change the course of history
0: yeah, I wonder if they're gonna mention the Psycho Pirate Mask, or if the Psycho Pirate Mask is gonna come back at any point.
1: Well, it probably—I I think it probably will, since Batman is now involved and actually knows that like something f- fucky is going down. So yeah, yeah. but very and much. and that, and then it's gonna gonna be interesting to see like if if Tom King like has has seen this book and is, like doesn't like you know destroy the Pirate Mask or something, you know? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, just to just to really mess it up. But yeah, so uh, Doomsday Clock. Enjoyable. Recommended. Yeah. Uh, What else did I have? Uh, Ooh, I had uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue number six. I did as well. This was a fun issue. This was a complete throwback to Superior Foes, which was all I ever wanted.
1: Yeah, it's just like Peter Gunner villain trivia night. And trivia just happened to be about (laughs) Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Cause his dirtbag roommate, Fred realizes he doesn't have a job and knows a lot about Spider-Man. It's like, Hey man, you want to earn your rent money? Come to the bar with no name with me.
1: Uh, I like Fred so much.
0: <laughs> I do. Yeah. You can, you can tell Spencer likes him a lot too, which is why he keeps coming back and why he's such an integral part of the story. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I like the, that, that uh, Nick likes all these like, you know, C and D list villains and like, you could have so much fun with them.
0: He's got an eye for schlubs, Spencer. Spencer yeah. loves a lovable schlub. And I think that really shows through in this work. And, of course, we also learned some really interesting stuff about Boomerang as it pertains to Secret Empire. And that is, look, the reason he's not in jail is because he was selling secrets to the Allies, basically, during that. So he got a full pardon, much like a lot of the yeah. bad guys in the Captain America book did.
1: Yeah, and he, ru- he ran a wing joint, and he probably got a pardon because he he made good wings. <laughs> he made some... Da- oh, you,
0: you know a guy like that made some damn fine wings. <laughs> 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 to, to which also made me mention like but wait didn't the punisher also shoot him in the head
1: yeah uh, in that story eh, kind
0: of <laughs> uh, kobik brought him back to life but why did kobik not bring back black widow and uh rick and jones and everyone Tubstone
1: else shit <laughs> Rar- Fa- space stone shit <laughs>
0: kobik liked boomerang more that's yeah yeah
1: she liked schlubs as well
0: (laughs) kobik loved them wings that's why (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, she went to the wing place black widow and rick jones weren't making wings that's why (laughs) (laughs) they didn't get to be brought back to which some people are like well maybe the punisher didn't kill him maybe he just like greatly injured i'm like i'm pretty sure he blew his head off with a shotgun if i remember yeah
1: yeah he went to town on him
0: yeah and that boomerang is still like such a scumbag and such a dill hole he's actually like secretly working for the kingpin but also secretly undermining the kingpin at the same time because he only yeah. cares about himself
1: yeah like blackmailing them but and like he doesn't like that the kingpin is now like painting him as a villain because kingpin's like keeping him out of trouble by saying like oh no that museum that was robbed was just a drill and boomerang was the one who did it yeah. so congratulations <laughs>
0: It's, it's so funny to actually see what he does with a little hand in the universe and everything, and to see Peter actually kind of enjoy himself hanging out at the bad guy bar, where he's like, I know they're villains, I know they would kick my ass if they knew who I was, but I'm actually enjoying their company.
1: Yeah, he, he realizes these people are kind of like outcasts, kind of like him, and yeah, he's like, "Yeah, it's, maybe they're not so bad.
0: And that's what they've really set up Boomerang to be. He is the lovable loser of the villain community as Spider-Man is the lovable loser of the superhero community.
1: Yeah, they're they're like polar opposites, which is really cool.
0: They really are, and that's why they work together, and it's like, man, I hope I hope we get more of this moving into the future.
1: Oh, I think we will, because like the issue ends with like Kingpin putting a bounty out on Boomerang's head and like all yeah. of the other all the, the other villains in the bar accept it. <laughs>
0: yep that's gonna be fun again the whole you know spider-man getting split from different sides of his personality yeah that was cute and everything this is what i wanted
1: yeah this is this is why we picked up the book
0: <laughs> this is why i was super stoked when i heard uh nick spencer was going to be writing a spider-man book yeah uh all right what uh what else did you have matt
1: i uh, detective comics issue 893 uh 89 i think
0: 89 yeah yeah this like is that. the one more more mystery solving with batman
1: yeah more more detective comics detective work which i uh, i really liked i really like that it's just a simple detective case
0: it is simple it gets so simple batman actually gets mad at how simple it is at one point (laughs) like wait two fireflies victim was killed with two different bullets yeah, tweedledum like... and tweedledee god damn it two faces behind
1: <laughs> yeah god damn he's now insulting me <laughs> yeah
0: to which two faces like i'm actually surprised it took you this long to find me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was actively trying to make it as uh straightforward as possible <laughs>
1: yeah yeah uh, I, I like that uh, yeah i like the start of the comic he's like ah oh, this guy who 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 wasn't really that harold guy he he was he's like the calculator except on a global level and He's planning all these crimes and everything. He's like, ah, oh, it's Two-Face.
0: Yeah, it's fucking Two-Face. Two-Face did it. <laughs> uh, this isn't my first Rodeo, Alfred. I've done this once or twice. I know who it is, and it's Two-Face. <laughs> again, we haven't seen Two-Face for a bit, too, so I wonder yeah. what his ultimate motivation is.
1: Yeah, I, I said that in my review. Like, I'm, I'm really glad Two-Face is, is like the, villain of, the main villain of a story again since we haven't seen him. When was the last time we actually saw him?
0: scott snyder's all-star batman
1: yeah so a long time ago and so i I'm, was like
0: two years now
1: which is a shame because like he's a really good villain if written if written correctly he's a he's a really good villain he's a tragic villain
0: yes and yeah you, know, you, you want to talk about lovable schlubs and everything i like uh firefly gets a whole monologue in this issue where it's like oh yeah i definitely suck i'm one of the worst Batman <laughs> yeah. villains. I, I, i'm sure. like kite man uh, and kill him yeah. off <laughs> yeah but but guess what every every time i get beaten up every time i go to jail i learn a little bit more and i've inspired you to follow me and maybe i'll inspire others and i can be a swarm of fireflies yeah
1: and and become top tier become top
0: ranking (laughs) (laughs) well it's nice that he has a dream (laughs) doesn't last long though
1: no no batman like kicks his head in (laughs) even
0: batman's like oh my god you fireflies are so pathetic yeah, you're
1: hiding in a pyrotechnics factory, really <laughs> I,
0: I, I like batman just getting really like really honest and really meta with the audience and even with Two-Face, 2 Face, to really 2 Face, you're hiding out in a building called dual record seriously <laughs> you insult me you really do
1: <laughs> yeah i like this batman that's you know kind of a little bit jokey
0: mm, a batman who's just over everything yeah yeah <laughs> it's great too because in issue one he's like no i need a good mystery to take my mind off my troubles and my wedding that fell apart well this didn't turn out to be a good mystery it's turned out to be way too simple
1: <laughs> yeah but instead I of thought... instead like instead of you know going in, you know pushing mr freeze's head in and and, and like doing all that mm. stuff he'll actually like deal it like an actual human being
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's funny how these books handle that differently huh <laughs> yeah very funny but uh yeah that was detective comics and it was pretty solid it was uh what else did i have oh i had the sentry
1: yeah i, I like flick through this one so far
0: uh, i won't spoil it for you then basically uh scout uh the sentry's former partner turned greatest foe has stolen the sentry power for himself and trapped bob reynolds in a nightmare world where he's being yep. chased after by the void yep yep iron man is there too he's you know busting out his uh hulk buster armor to try and fight the Sentry, but it's no good yeah
1: of course yeah there's no good at all
0: <laughs> it it never ever is uh, eventually though jeff lemire kind of takes it to a rather interesting place and that is you know bob thinks to himself well Maybe to defeat my best friend turned foe, I, I need to make peace with another foe. Maybe I got to stop running from the void. Maybe if I want to get my life and my shit in order, I need to actually find real balance instead of, you know, hiding in virtual worlds and hiding everywhere else. So he joins with the void and he basically becomes true sentry. He becomes Super Saiyan sentry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: And his color scheme is red and black now instead of gold. And he's got, like, grayish hair instead of blonde. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. He found, like, zen balance in himself and everything. Cool. It is nice. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be the new status quo for the Sentry going on into the future now? Because they kind of imply that maybe Tony Stark was afraid of something like this happening. Because if Sentry gets his brain together, that greatly, you know, affects the overall uh landscape of the marvel universe because they basically have a freaking superman now
1: yeah yeah he's he's basically one of the strongest people in the marvel universe like insanely strong
0: he is unto a god now basically
1: yeah so yeah i i can then see why he would be afraid of that
0: he's like i'm not top anymore we have a literal fucking superman now but yeah that was that was basically the end of the comic The you know i am i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end see you next issue for the finale
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see if like what happens after this like will it will that mean like Sentry is back in the marvel universe and other people can use him now mm-hmm. is he going to get like an ongoing or another
0: series I mean, I I don't know what the numbers are on Century. I know the numbers on my videos are pretty good for it. So if I were to use that as a barometer and a yardstick there, I can only assume they'll want to take this to series if Jeff Lemire is so interested.
1: Yeah, I'd definitely read it. It's a damn good book.
0: It is, and Jeff Lemire is a damn good writer. And he's Canadian, eh?
1: <laughs>
0: so that's always nice. Uh, what did you have, Max, as we continue on with this?
1: Uh, I had Action Comics issue 1003.
0: I also did. We agreed last time when we talked about this that this is probably Bendis' best Superman book that is out there currently. Yeah, because it
1: plays to his strength of,
0: like, private investigators
1: and, like, street crime and stuff like that. Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't love this one. What did you think of it?
1: I I love parts of it. I didn't like all the stuff with Robinson Good, though, especially, like, as her as, like, a reporter who doesn't actually do any proper reporting and like jumps to conclusions like straight away where to the point where like perry has to do her work for her
0: (laughs) that that is if she even is a reporter because this issue seeks to imply that everything she tells is a lie at every moment if she's not even just red cloud which i think that might be the big reveal
1: yeah well i think that might be a bit too simple you know you know bendis reveals like a new villain the same issue he reveals a new original character yeah i don't know
0: it, it could happen. I mean, Red Cloud yeah. has only ever seemed to go out of her way to protect Robinson. Good. I guess that would be the twist. Hey, I'm not Red Cloud, but Red Cloud wants to protect me for some reason.
1: Well, I think last issue seek to imply that whoever Robinson, that that guy Robinson talked to about the Kryptonite, is working for Red Cloud. So, like, Red Cloud is her boss's boss.
0: They made that a little confusing yeah. too, because I assumed when we saw like the Invisible Mafia, when we saw like the Metropolis Syndicate that red cloud was their enforcer yeah but this issue candy makes it sound like red cloud picked their names for them and that they work for her and i'm like well who, who the fuck works for, <laughs> yeah.
1: for who, who, who's working for who <laughs> who watches the watchman <laughs> <laughs> well that, that that was like another thing did you see like like in, in the front in the first page of this uh bendis teased one of his upcoming events
0: Oh, no, really? What
1: did he tease? Uh, it's an event called Leviathan, and it's oh, going to be oh. in Action Comics 1007, I think. And um, there's an organization that's actually going around destroying all of the secret organizations of the DC Universe, or like the DEO. Um, oh, I,
0: I, I know who Leviathan is. That yeah. was Talia's group.
1: Yeah, well, people are wondering if it might be that or might be something different or something.
0: Does, um, does ben just know there's already a dc group called leviathan or uh, does he think he's super cool for inventing it
1: i think he's super cool for inventing it but um <laughs> not only that the question is coming back vic sage is coming back Sweet. in that and clark and jimmy are going undercover in the, into this uh organization
0: fucking bend is on the question that's what he should be writing yeah yeah well maybe
1: this might be like the thing like okay i've got superman but i really want the question <laughs>
0: that's the thing where it's like look we'll give you superman but you gotta plant your own seeds for a question <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it
1: yeah but yeah i, I didn't particularly like all the, like the stuff with robinson i like the stuff like where she get the kryptonite and like how i i guess like what was it her intention to try the kryptonite in the daily Planet office and see if anyone reacted
0: that seemed to be my reasoning for it there that she's like well i've narrowed it down that superman must work at the daily planet so if i have a sliver of kryptonite i'll know whoever gets sick is superman
1: yeah and i really hate when they're like not consistent with like kryptonite in like one one issue it'll like take away superman's powers Mm. Uh, another issue it'll like like literally cripple him, like it did in this issue, and make him, yeah, like throw up and everything, or like it'll slightly weaken him where he still technically has his powers, but like yeah. they're really weak. It's really true. It.
0: Also, also Batman out of the blue. Hey, I've been watching the illegal kryptonite trade because I probably wanted to buy some for myself.
1: Yeah. I actually like. That. I actually like kind of put the dots together, and obviously, like Clark called Batman. Uh, but but i like that he's like oh batman please help the
0: kryptonite <laughs> yeah I, I can't do it myself <laughs> yeah let's, the... let's talk about the big uh elephant in the room and that is hey superman didn't you meet with your estranged wife at the end of the last issue and found out she was writing a tell-all book what what became of that oh we're not going to tell you this issue
1: yeah that that was very strange because yeah that was like the ending of the last issue wasn't it where yep. like he met low yeah and you thought oh next issue it'll start with that but mm-hmm. no yep. no we don't see any we see like an end of this issue with lois where she meets with um luther. Le- lex luther and i don't know, for some goddamn reason people in my comments thought she's having an affair with luther mm. <laughs> what the
0: fuck i did I didn't think that I assumed she was talking to him or he wanted to talk to her about the tell-all book where it's like, yeah. make sure I look good in this tell-all book.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's immediately what I thought. Or like, yeah, he found out that like she'd gone missing, but like he knew he she was in the hotel and just like went to go see what's going on.
0: Also, what a busy guy Lex Luthor is. He's going to totalities. He's trying to gain godlike power, but he still takes time to visit Lois at this hotel.
1: <laughs> it's the little things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the little things you know he left right from that meeting to go back to the
1: to go unlock the next power
0: <laughs> yeah oh hey lois he caught me in between uh jobs here yeah i'm gonna put on my purple onesie and go back to the legion <laughs> doom headquarters i'm picking up pizza it's my time to do dinner for the club <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't don't mind my special doorknob of power
1: Oh, that's how we got into the room. The door pad. That's oh, the door.
0: His, his special doorknob. It's funny. At first, I didn't realize that that actually was like a doorknob. Like, oh shit, it is an actual doorknob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real fucking doorknob of power. Okay. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, yeah, you just plug into anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, action kongs This this one left me slightly cold, or mm. mainly because you said Robinson good. I'm not convinced whether she's an interesting character or a compelling villain all i know is that everyone believes her instantly when she says stuff
1: yeah it believes her like immediately and like yeah she like i I don't know why perry's not like why why did i hire you if you're not you know doing your job as a reporter
0: And even Batman, she's like, oh, no, I just got this kryptonite because I'm doing a story on black market's weapon trading. Oh, I, Batman, believe you on this. Greatest detective will do no further yeah, betting I'll, into this. I, I,
1: I'll I let you off with a warning because you had this WMD. <laughs>
0: yeah but i'll confiscate this kryptonite and then later oh superman you saved me from those nasty gangsters even though i've been to this bar twice and people probably could tell you i've been here more than once if you bothered to do any (laughs) vetting yeah
1: i did like though however like they kept up with the whole like how do they do crime in um in metropolis um with superman around like don't say his name don't mention kryptonite don't mention like like these list of words because he's always hearing (laughs)
0: that's really solid i i even will admit i like red cloud as a villain Mm. because she's figured out the best way to fight superman is to not fight superman it's to do your dirty work and be gone by the time he gets there yeah
1: yeah just do it quietly (laughs) don't no large like large scale broad daylight bank robberies or anything
0: i'm always compelled by the villain who wins by not fighting and that's Mm. basically red cloud in a nutshell wins by not fighting yeah uh what else did i have this week uh, oh i had extermination
1: well i haven't read that one yet
0: uh, again this was actually a pretty straightforward issue basically the long and short of it is we find out how ahab was able to turn x-men into hounds
1: okay how does he do that
0: okay if you want me to spoil it for you, i will you know those two little albino mutants
1: uh yeah yeah
0: yeah they're working for ahab
1: ah i thought they were going to get re- brought brought back into that yeah
0: ah their powers are one can mess with your emotions and the other one can implant memories into your mind. Yeah. So they literally put years worth of like hound conditioning into your brain in just a few minutes. Ah, that's that's actually kind of smart. That's pretty damn clever, Ed and Hats off to you for that one. And here's the thing. Uh, Old Man Logan wasn't the only one they did it to. They did it to like five or six people in the X-Mansion, which means every team that they've set away from the mansion to protect the young X-Men all have one sleeper agent in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> which means, you know, Nightcrawler tries to drown young Cyclops and Shatterstar tries to kill Gene on the Blackbird. Oh,
1: that's actually quite smart.
0: It's very clever, and uh, Jean, hilariously, the team she got sent with are people like Domino and Boom Boom and Warpath, and it's like, hey, you guys are all X-Force members, and Jean's like, yeah, I know, I wanted to be put on this team, because yeah. I know you're going to say screw it to whatever Headmistress Kitty told you to do, you're going to go and try and hunt down young Cable and kill him, and I want in. <laughs> and so Domino's like, okay, young Jean, welcome to the new x Wars. <laughs>
1: That's pretty cool.
0: And then they actually do hunt down and find young Cable. I'm like, well, holy shit, they did their job really good. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's basically the issue. And I'm like, oh this is fun, this is cool.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty cool.
0: It's all very, very X men
1: I'm glad they actually answered like how like uh Logan and all that became hounds. Like I, I thought they were gonna like kinda draw that out a little bit and it was gonna be revealed, Oh, they were all always hounds or something or you know? i thought it was gonna
0: have a i thought it was gonna have a t- uh, time travel explanation mm. because obviously ahab travels through time and old yeah. man logan is old i'm like oh did he get him at some point in history and yeah. put the shit in his head yeah but yeah they actually had a pretty solid answer to that uh, i only had one more comic this week
1: uh i think i've got like two let me just
0: right i i, I had justice league odyssey
1: i i haven't read that yet that, that's like on, next on my pile
0: yeah Again, well, I won't spoil it for you too much, then it's pretty solid. If you don't like the other two Justice League books, you'll probably like this one. It's Justice League by way of Star Trek.
1: Yeah, uh, I've heard some very interesting things about this. I know this book isn't staying around for very long. It's actually effectively cancelled, I think
0: that's the rumor for some reason i know that we're saying that Sajak the artist was in and then he was out which is a shame because the book looks great
1: yeah yeah and apparently like like they've actually like retooled the story whereas i think yeah. before they 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 sort of implied that like through timey wimey stuff the the heroes of justice league odyssey become like old gods or something yes that happens yeah yeah but obviously in this retool it was just different because it involves like despero and uh mm-hmm. like, all this really cool stuff
0: they mentioned despero
1: yeah yeah so um, he might appear he might appear he's
0: like it gets a name drop. Uh, I was kind of sad too because they're like, "Oh yeah, Jessica Cruz. She got uh, she got promoted. She gets to see over the new uh, all the new planets that came about because <laughs> of uh, Justice League No Justice, the Ghost Quadrant." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. She got a promotion. Oh, but they broke her up with Baz though, so they're not a no. team anymore, and their book's going away." I'm like, "Oh, that's sad."
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Also uh, Cyborg and Starfire are tooling around in Brainiac's old ship looking for adventures and they're treating them like they were always friends and they've always known each other
1: even though <laughs> that's not true. Even though they, they, DCF made it like a mandate to make sure that like, Cyborg is never on any Teen Titans team. He's always on a mainline Justice League team. <laughs>
0: Which I think I think Williamson was even fucking with them at some point because uh, Starfire literally says, Victor, my old friend. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, you are not old friends. I wish you were, but you're not. <laughs> also, the the funniest part I wondered to myself, how the hell does Asriel get on this team? He's not a cosmic hero. He doesn't yeah. know any of these people. You want to know how he gets on it? How? He literally stows away on the Brainiac ship. But why? Because God told him to. Oh, God. <laughs> In his brain, it's like, oh, I used to hear the voice of God all the time when I was in my murder cult. But Batman fixed my brain. Now I'm hearing a new voice that is God, that is telling me to do this. Wouldn't that like make you like question him? Because
1: like, like, yeah, it's like, oh, I was like a killer and everything when I heard the the God talk, and like I'm hearing it again, and I I followed it immediately. I'm like, I'd be like, no, danger, danger, you know, lock him up.
0: That that was my problem. (laughs) He's he's in
1: the murder cult again.
0: yeah because cyborg and starfire are meeting him for the first time i'm like why isn't this guy like all the red flags in the world yeah why
1: isn't yeah why isn't cyborg systems alerting him to trouble (laughs) danger danger will
0: robinson this guy's (laughs) a fucking maniac which obviously he's not john palavali's a good guy but still to even just explain himself eventually you find out the voice is dark side and Dark Side was trying to get them all to this planet because of the prophecy of the old gods coming back. But wait, you guys are the old gods somehow. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Also, Dark Side looks like the Emperor now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I am not. I, I don't really like that the design they did when they released that first bit of art for this book. I wasn't too keen on that.
0: It's like his original design is so good, why would you mess with success?
1: Yeah, he looks like that, and he looks like MCU Ronan the Accuser.
0: Yeah, stop fixing what's not broken, DC. That's that's my big thing moving forward. I I laughed, though, when I saw Darkseid show up again. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you. You were dead, then you were a baby, now you're the Emperor. (laughs) Comics are fun. (laughs) But that's Odyssey. It's fine. Again, I I don't know what kind of audience it's shooting for. Clearly, it was supposed to be, you know, the cosmic uh, alternative yeah. to main Justice League. But main Justice League is really cosmic <laughs> yeah, right really. now, actually. <laughs> It's like, okay, but we're dealing with, you know, stuff beyond the source wall and old gods. Well, Justice League Dark is doing that and main Justice League is doing that. Yeah, but it's just, okay, we're not really doing anything special when you break it
1: down. That's that's where I think the book was retooled. Like, I think when they came up with the idea, it was fine. But then they're like, well, but this is too similar to like these other two books. How do we make it different? And it's like, oh, we really can't.
0: And I'm not saying it's bad. In fact, it's very enjoyable. But like for me personally, as someone who reads a lot of comics, I'm like, okay, that's a Justice League book too many. Yeah. Yeah. Which in fairness, I was like that with Avengers books too. When there was like three or four Avengers Mm. books. I'm like, okay, I can't cover all of these.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. It was much better when there was like one. And I I like that Justice League had Justice League and then Justice League Dark. That was fine.
0: Yeah. I like, I like the alternative. I think counter-programming is important when it comes to putting out media and everything, but it's like, okay, now there's three. This is too much. Yeah. What they need to do is they need to bring back like a Justice League International or a Justice League of Europe and have one be the funny one. Mm. That's what they need. They're like, this is the comedy Justice League. This is the workplace Justice League. Yeah, yeah. Where you could have Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and Fire and Ice and a bunch of characters who could be funny. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that's what I read this week.
1: All right, I got two more books I got. The first one is Iron Hammer, issue one
0: oh yes 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 more of the warped titles yeah i
1: actually really enjoyed this i it did get kind of like hampered because it kind of sped through the origin really quickly to set up for the next issue um but it was it was an interesting sort of combination of obviously thor and iron man and tells the story of sigurd stark who's like yeah uh like a he's still like an inventor and a billionaire and everything but he's like a um it's like a norseman uh Mm. someone, someone from norway or you know Uh, up north somewhere um and he wanders into like a forest where he comes in contact with the dark elves which he thinks are from legend um and he ends up getting poisoned by them and he meets etri the weaponsmith who's meant to be his uh sen. And, oh. and uh we find out that etri is being forced to make weapons for the dark elves for malekith mm. and for the crimson curse he's the crimson dynamo and curse oh Mercy and, cursed together. Um, and he, he basically helps stark by building him a set of armor that will uh sort of take away the poison that's in his system the uh the elf poison in his system like kind of like mm. the shrapnel in his heart much um, like his original
0: pacemaker
1: yeah yes yeah. so, and he like builds the hammer which is made from cold iron which will activate the armor and give him the powers of the iron hammer um mm. and he fights uh crimson curse who he finds out is his old friend olgren vanko <laughs>
0: oh benko so you're putting that in there and and
1: and you find out that the poison from the from the dark elves is like a poison that turns you into their thralls and turns you Mm -hmm. into like a mummified like possessed person which is what happened to the curse so he kills curse and we find out that malekith is working with (laughs) stain odin's son
0: ah and yeah
1: yeah, and uh stain hired Malikith to kill sigrid um so you could like take control of the company and all that sort of stuff um and yeah next issue sort of sets up like a i guess like a battle with malekith uh who who's who's Malachith, but he's also like an amalgamation of malekith and mandarin so he has 10 rings oh. but they're, they, they're called the 10 realm rings
0: oh cool
1: and um yeah the, and they team up with madam hell who is <laughs> i she's like hell and loki and probably someone else i think
0: right an iron man deep cut that we don't yeah know. yeah
1: yeah it's it's very strange because she's only in one page but um oh
0: probably Madame mask
1: yeah yeah that that'd be what it is yeah because she does mention the um a death
0: mask yeah and because Madame Mask was, like, a big femme fatale in the Iron yeah. Man books for a bit. She's been gone for a while, Madame Mask. I quite enjoyed her.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, uh, I can't remember when the last time she appeared.
0: It's been a while. She'd be good for a Thunderbolts team. Yeah. Uh,
1: but, yeah, it was a really cool book. I did kind of rush through the origin, like, in a couple of pages, which I kind of mm-hmm. wish they didn't. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, a really unique way. Like, they didn't just, like, put Thor in Iron Man's world or Iron Man in Thor's world. They, like, actually mashed these two worlds together like warp them together
0: <laughs> it, it's it's funny for what you know we're ultimately funny little throwaway tines it looks like they're actually putting a lot more time and effort and yeah, thought into these
1: they, they really are they really are putting. i i am wondering though if they're all like set in like whether they're all different universes or whether they're the same universe and you have all these characters I think that was the idea yeah it's very intri- intriguing to see what would happen if all these characters came together which i imagine we're going to see in infinity wars
0: i think that's going to be the big thing it's like oh to defeat devonder or whatever the hell the true villain of this is we need the warped avengers and then they show up yeah they're like yeah we can do what you can do but also other stuff yeah there's like half of us (laughs) (laughs) we're we're six but we fight like 12 yeah
1: but we're op as fuck
0: (laughs) We're OPS, but we we literally broke the entire game with our multi classing <laughs> We are so unfair. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else, or was that it? I did
1: one one more issue, and uh, that was Punisher issue two.
0: Oh shit! I haven't read this one yet. This this is one I haven't read yet. This
1: was this was really cool. Uh, so obviously, it's it's in the wake of Ma- of Mandarin being murdered by the Punisher uh cool. frank's going to work on like hydra agents tracking them down cutting off their heads and stuff and uh so yes. because of this zemo's like okay i gotta hire all these like guys like crossbones and uh all these like different villains and he's gonna pay him, suspects. he's gonna pay him to kill frank castle and um dario's like oh we shouldn't really do that because we want to be seen as a legitimate like state to like get begalia mm. free and everything and he's like zima's like well that's why i hired these guys they have no relation to like hydra or anything so like
0: <laughs> well we can... crossbones does he well they, like they're not like red skull son-in-law they're not
1: like part of this like uh yeah. political movement. new project yeah um so he's like that's why i hired these guys and they they didn't want to do it because they're like it's fucking frank castle he <laughs> will fucking kill us <laughs> but um i think they they do end up doing it because we don't really see them until the end but like frank gets like assaulted by the NYPD and he has to escape and Fury calls him and says like uh just hand yourself in we'll talk and Frank obviously doesn't want to do that. Nick Fury knew that so he sent the heroes for hire after him. Cool. <laughs> uh he has to fight uh Luke Cage, which obviously Frank being, you know, the gun-toting psychopath that he is mm-hmm. can't do anything against Luke Cage. Bulletproof man, yeah. uh, he does however go toe to toe with Iron Fist. <laughs>
0: that's cool see that's that's one for the power scalers where it's like well you see Fred castle actually can fight daddy red in terms of kung fu but you yeah, know once he yeah. pulls out the iron fist and he
1: and he takes a hit from the iron fist like a champ as well uh.
0: nice that's um, cool
1: I but like but he does manage to get away from him with the old classic grenade in
0: the gas tank of a car explosion oh i love that um, one. You, you you sold me already matt you had me at heroes <laughs> for hire <laughs>
1: well that's not that that's that's not it though he escapes onto a train Uh, where daredevil catches up to him uh and frank starts making jokes about like where he's gonna go he's gonna go get some food at chinatown then go home (laughs) and stuff like that and uh and then that's when uh all of zemo's masked henchmen attack him on the train so i think they they're seeking they're seeking to imply that like this book's going to be sort of like the warriors but with frank castle
0: again you further saw <laughs> <laughs> where he's got to
1: get somewhere like like and like like daredevil's with him so he's got to like fight with daredevil and everything and
0: yeah frank castle's got to get back to coney and one guy <laughs> but he's got all these crews bopping their way yeah
1: that's all... literally what it's like
0: Matthew Rosenberg I think I love you again if that was any more possible I've literally <laughs> loved everything you put out
1: yeah it was a really fun book I didn't really expect the heroes to hire to to appear and then and then for like such a prolonged fight with them
0: it was so cool that's what's that's what's great about Punisher as a concept and as a character you can literally put anyone else you want into the book and it'll make perfect sense
1: yeah that, it is true it is true like like oh but he's a hero yeah but Frank's not really a hero so you can understand why that hero would be after him <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's so that's so cool. That's so awesome. I want to read that right now. <laughs> but yeah, is, is that it, Matt? Is that everything this that's week? That's it. That's it. Ah all right then so thank you everyone so much for listening we hope you enjoyed it if you did be sure to like subscribe favorite do all that stuff be sure to check out our link there to better help if that's something you're looking for help with depression help with anxiety i know one of the nicest things that i get to hear being a youtuber is that people say you know your videos helped me through some rough times well i'm not a professional these people are professionals I'm thankful, though, (laughs) but still. uh, Again, you can find the show on SoundCloud the day after, usually on Thursday, whenever I remember to upload it. (laughs) I do not have an assistant for these things, so I'll just be sitting there sometimes and like, ah, fuck, I got to do this. Also, thank you for everyone who's been downloading and enjoying the show on iTunes. There seems to be a real – there was a real want for it, and everyone seems to be enjoying it there. Thank you everyone who wrote reviews for the show over there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. The the numbers in general seem to be up and high and good, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, If you're in the greater Toronto area, I, of course, will be attending as a guest the London Comic Con at the end of the month, October 26th to the 28th. I'll be doing two panels on the Saturday. I got a bunch of information about that today. I got early access to the Con app. would really love it if you could come to come, because again... I want to show I'm viable and that I'm a good YouTube man and they should invite me back next year. So be sure to fill up the room. I might I might just pay some homeless people to come on in and fill up the room. <laughs> might take out a call there on Kiji or Craigslist, Actors Wanted. <laughs> fill up this room, hold signs, talk about how great I am. <laughs> That's what I want. But uh, yeah, be sure to check that out, everyone. Uh, be sure to follow Matt and myself on Twitter and Facebook so you're up to date on whatever we got coming out next. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back again uh, same time next week, and we can do this all over again. I'm looking forward to it. All then. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back again next time. Bye-bye. Bye.